This weekend, I'm going to be at the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California, July 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. That's the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California. You know where you are. You love it up there. That's close to wine country, baby. That's close to San Francisco. That's south of Portland, Oregon. That's south of Seattle. That's right in the heart of the SJ, baby. SJ. Maybe get an HJ and SJ. Who knows, man? Come to my show. Have some laughs with a stranger. Have that building us some fun. July 5th through the 8th, San Jose Improv. And then July uh, 21st and 22nd, I'm going to be at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, boy. Love it out there. Home of John Stockton, Carl Malone, and other Utah greats. Wise Guys Comedy Club, July 21st and 22nd. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams will be at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio, July 12th through the 15th. Tickets to bradwilliamscomedy.com. That's July 12th through the 15th at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. Brad and I are going to be doing the Live About Last Night podcast in Montreal at the Comedy Festival. Uh, Yeah, Live About Last Night podcast, July 26th at noon. Um, Information at justforlabs.com. Come see us. Montreal, are you out there? Come, it's going to be great. All right? Today's episode, oh boy, what a special guest. You know her from the show Glow on Netflix, and you know her from American Idol. Um, she's a, a killer comic and uh, just a delight to be around. And she's crushing it on Glow. Season two, which just dropped uh, last Friday on Netflix, starring her, it's Jackie Tone. Oh, baby. Making her ALN debut. And, uh, and what a debut. We got songs, we got American Idol audition stories, we got growing up in New York stories, we got starting comedy in, in LA stories, we got uh, some insight into uh, auditioning for GLOW and the women's wrestling world. Uh, it's a fucking great episode. Follow Jackie on Instagram and Twitter at Jackie Tone, T-O-H-N, JackieTone.com for tour dates and all her information. Of course, GLOW season two on Netflix right now. Follow the podcast at ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Brad Williams Comic on Instagram at Funny Brad on Twitter. Uh, AdamRayComedy.com for my tour dates. BradWilliamsComedy.com for Brad's tour dates. AboutLastNightPodcast.com for all your merch, sweats, beanies, shirts. Go get it. Bring it to the show. We love taking pictures and signing stuff, so, uh, so go get that. It makes a great gift for anybody. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or get it on the Laughable app, Spotify, Stitcher, and, uh, and now tune in, which is awesome. Uh, so many great episodes uh, behind us to still go back and listen to Jeff Garland, Pete Holmes, of course Sandra Bullock. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, fucking what are you doing? She's never done a podcast until now, so go listen to it. Uh, Bill Burr, Gabriel Iglesias coming up. Can't wait for those ones. So stay stay subscribed and comment on the iTunes page. Give us a five star rating uh, and email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail dot com um, with uh, with how you got into the pod, where you get it, uh, why you love it, your favorite moments. And uh, and uh, and we'll read those uh, on, on on some upcoming apps and have a chance to get some free merch. All right. Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles. Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny Jackie Tone. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Podcast, 
It's about last night. Um, <laughs> how many people do? Because I feel like as comedians and actors, and also just knowing you in the brief time I've known you, you seem super perceptive and like observational, and like can just pick up. And again, this is a, a comic and I think actor trait where you just like can sense more things and can read people, right? So how many um, how many people have you met in, actually, I actually want to know, uh, the comedy world and then like acting world where you've been like, oh man, you're just like, you're, you're, um, you overthink, you're in your head so much, you're analyzing everything, you're just like, uh, you're, this is, the business is too maybe crazy for you but you're still Here's like powering through. Okay, now are you asking that about me? Like do I experience that or no, in my perceptions? Your perceptions, I yeah. I see people doing that. Cuz I see you like you're just again yeah. you seem like just you take in everything around That's you. That's exhausting. I, yeah. <laughs> Is that the Jew in you? Uh, so I, 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 <laughs> By the way, I'm, that's a new game show I'm trying to pitch. Is that the Jew in you? To True TV. <laughs> right. And True if you're listening, is that the Jew in you and, and you find out people's Yeah. And, and then at the very end Gil, Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> pops out of an orifice somewhere in your body and just goes, I'm here. And that's it. <laughs> I am the Jew in you. I am you. the Jew in you. Remember the movie Inner Space where yes. Martin Short got uh, put Wasn't into Dennis, Dennis Quaid? Quaid? Oh, it was Martin yeah. Short. I felt like, it, why do I feel like Dennis Quaid Oh, no, no you're right. Dennis one. Quaid yeah. was, yeah, you're right. Because I, uh, I remember my whole childhood being like, oh my God, mini Dennis Quaid could like be anywhere. And I was so excited by <laughs> That's it. adorable. That's what my parents I, thought about me. I just want to, oh, <laughs> we could be anywhere. Be, they named him Dennis Quaid so they could call their son <laughs> mini Dennis Quaid. I just want to tell you guys <laughs> that um, I know you both personally and yeah. you both have like cool speaking voices like in, in life. Oh, hell yeah. You both sound sexy as fuck on this PCAST oh, right now. damn. Like, well, I, I don't mean, know if you're doing different voices or... I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, okay, Brad. Uh, that felt, that felt how we sound Wow, it feels slightly... Okay, no, it feels okay. Um, I don't that's know. Me, it, girl. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. back to the comedy Yeah, I'm probably shit. wrong. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I can't do this. See, that was like a sexy voice. I can't... See, see mine is just dad voice. Yours is... Yours Mine's like, get off that lawn. Which is sexy. Some people call the phone sex operator and they go, can you talk like a dad? Yours is just louder. <laughs> can you turn me up in my yeah. ears? Never thought I'd ask that. There you go. Literally trying to get out of the hell that? that is my mind. And now I'm asking you to turn me up. That's too loud. So, uh, that's, somewhere right that, there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. You guys yeah. are loud. And by the way, we are adjusting the volume. It sounded like. Like the worst, probably OBGYN checkup ever. Well, no, I said, can you turn me down, turn me up in my like, up right there. It's right there. Up right there. Yeah. It's right yeah. there. It's right there. Um, Why do you have forceps? <laughs> you don't? What a weird thing to have in your home. I mean, yeah. okay, someone pointed this out to me. Not not to take this. I mean, it's about to get a little creepy. But uh, oh Bill Cosby, in the, in the Cosby show, he would take patients at his house. And he was a gynecologist in the show, no, or, or something like, like you, like, 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 like you would take bait. No, so, so, someone pointed this out. You might have seen like some sort of edited, clip maybe where people did the. You may have, I don't know, watched the news and heard a couple things about Bill yeah, Cosby. That's crazy. I mean, although, I, but he did, he did play a doctor, right? He, Doctor Huxtable. He did. He so did that play wouldn't doctor. be crazy. Now, 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 now what was out. the dialogue? Was he like, okay, so just before I work on your foot, just take these pills and go to bed and take your clothes off. <laughs> and you're like, but my, it's just my foot. And I, you're not even a podiatrist. 
And then she looks into the camera and goes, we'll be right back. She does? Yeah. She, that's crazy that Cosby she... Cosby broke the fourth wall but a lot. She, but interesting that she would choose to break yeah. the fourth wall and he wouldn't... Well, and then, and then they cut back and she's still looking into the camera. She's like, help. But she's also passed out? Yeah. Wow, I don't know about this act out. No, this is this happened. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to find this. Do you, when, you moved here when from New York? I moved here in 1999. Hell. This, I've been acting since I was nine years old. Yeah. Somebody and told me that. That's yes, fucking it's, crazy. It's bizarre. You're so normal. Um, wow. Uh, I, You're so uh, wonderful and normal. Thank and you. you. I get I cases mean, of the sads. We all do. I, <laughs> we all do. I, um, I've been acting since I'm nine. I think a big part of the reason I've been able to stay grounded is because nobody fucking hired me. So, do you know so what I mean? Like, so you I didn't was, have like, that okay, star. No, I had the huge up and yeah. down, but I didn't have the like thing where I, where I was the star of a TV show for six years and then lost that and then had the up and the down and the drugs and the. What happened for me actually was crazy. Is um, I was a comic when I was a teenager. So I was like literally writing jokes. Then I got a development deal at Nickelodeon and then we made a show, but it never got picked up. Called what? Then I. Actually, it was a spinoff of uh, All That. Remember that kid's show? Yes, yes, I love that One show. of the great yeah, shows of all time, All, all That. Of course. Uh, <laughs> what was the the big girl's the name on that show? Lori Beth Denberg, yeah, like I'll yeah. ever forget. I thought she was like, I don't know, kind of the glue. She was not only the glue, I just think there's a funny thing where... Funny always. I, always. Every time. I have a thing where like... Um, I have competitions in my head with people that don't know I'm living on this planet, and she's one of them. <laughs> I was like, well, Florida Beth Denberg wasn't on the show. Yeah. For a different Jewish yeah. white girl. And I just, yeah, I do the same thing with Dinklage. He doesn't know I exist. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I got a comedy special. Yeah. Suck it, Dinklage. Dinklage That's like, one thing you haven't done. Yeah, I do the same with Laura Dern. I'm just constantly <laughs> being like, damn it, Dern. Yeah, you, got a, you, you. you got into another Jurassic Park movie? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Honestly, taking my parts. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, no, wait. So when I was a kid, I was doing stand-up. I met at Nickelodeon, and I kept trying out for um, all that. I kept mm -hmm. being up for it. I kept being up for it. Fuck, you wanted and it so bad, or were you so a kid and just I mean, didn't the, have no, any? No, no, I wanted it so bad. I yeah. had characters. I had stand-up. I had things that I was already doing. We'll go back um, to that in a second, because uh, I want to know how you even got characters and stuff as a kid, but keep going. Okay, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. So when I was, like, this is probably I was, I want to say 15. Mm -hmm. And what was crazy is that Amanda Bynes came along and she was like... America's Amanda, Amanda Bynes? That's right. Actually, I'm talking about because about Canada's Amanda Bynes. Similar. Ooh. Amanda very, Bynes controversy. Yeah, right. get, that, close. get that only here on the About Last Night podcast. <laughs> so I'm, More hot Bynes talk. Bynes talk. Hot Bynes. All Bynes all the time. So, so Amanda Bynes got it. So one year, Fuck. Lori Beth got it. One year, this girl, Elisa Reyes, got it. And then one year, Amanda Bynes got it. And I just kept going. And they kept being like, okay, so this year, it's like, you don't really have to try out. Like, it's you. And mm -hmm. it just kept not being me. And it was devastating. Holy shit. And I was shit. a teenager. And I was yeah. like, writing jokes and How writing sketches. How do you sketch. take that rejection at that age? You know, I didn't realize till I got older how mm -hmm. much it fucked me up. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was like, okay, cool. Like on to the next. It never, it was devastating and I cried when it happened, but I didn't like then spend the rest of the year being sad. I was sort of just like, hey, I'm going to do the next thing. Like I have this mm -hmm. weird internal combustion engine. People ask me all the time, like, since you're nine and Glow is your first big job, which you got when you were 35, <laughs> that's how, what it's, happened? Al mm -hmm. it's almost in, that you didn't, in fact, um, a good friend of mine is um, just weird to say, well, now I don't know, I feel weird name dropping, but Dax Shepard. Yeah, and it great. was he who said, pointed out to me years ago, 
you know, it's kind of insane. Like it's mentally unhealthy that you didn't quit. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's that you just had that mm -hmm. much rejection in your life and getting so close and getting small roles and stuck around. What do you think? And what was your answer? There, that's what's crazy and I've like tried to unpack it and there sort of is no answer now I just feel like an asshole for mentioning tax but anyway no um, you're fine no no by the way drink five if you're playing the when will she mention that <laughs> drinking game no, drink five because it happened 20 dropping. minutes in listen yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean like we're totally cool with people name dropping Dana Carvey told us to be cool with that. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well played. No, well just, phrased. Well delivered. Like, yeah. it, 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 like for me, it packed more of a punch that it was him. Yeah. It wasn't like my friend Sam from elementary school. It was like a dude who I think is funny and brilliant and wonderful and was like, I was sort of having a conversation with him like, God, I guess it's pretty weird that I kept doing this. And we started really talking about it. And it was like, why? Why did you? Yeah. And, and the best way I could describe it would be to say that there's an internal combustion engine inside me, mm-hmm. which for better or worse, sometimes it makes me absolutely mental. Sometimes it makes sometimes it makes me get a lot of shit done. Always it makes me talk and think too quickly. And I I just there was no other option. I have no other skills. I make music, I tell jokes, and I act. Yeah. And I Th- those are them. Well, and that's you saw that as like, no, this is all I can like I say all I can do, but yet you just mentioned three amazing things. But uh, there, there's I, there's a story where someone came up to Jerry Seinfeld and Michael Richards as they're having lunch and said, "Oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld, Michael Richards," and they said, "Like I, I've, I, you know, I've been thinking about becoming a comedian. Uh, do you have any advice?" And Michael Richards looked at him and went, "Well, you're never going to make it." And the guy said, what are you talking about? He says, because you said, I'm thinking mm, about being a comedian. Yep. Because if you are, you're not thinking, you're doing it mm. no matter what someone tells you, no matter what odds are in front of you, no matter what rejections you get, you're still just like, but this is who I am. This is what I have to do. So when you watch uh, an aforementioned American Idol, which we will get to, mm-hmm. uh, and you see like some of the horrible singers that they put on in the beginning, you're like, oh, why don't they just quit? It's like, it's not that easy. No, if that's no, your no, thing. Has that always well, been your mentality for... I feel like we have like... I get mental when I listen to podcasts and there's like... A, and, and I feel like I didn't answer any of your questions yet. So I, I'm panicking a little. No, oh, no, no, no. This is okay, great. Also, was, this is was. the nature of our chat. Like, no, we're no, good at like, going all over the place and getting back. Do you think we'll get back? Because I feel like I want to finish no, no, the Nickelodeon no, we will. thing. Yeah, and we will. I've already had it in my head being and like... And the other thing that you asked about like how did it all start and like why was I even doing it? Yeah, so many questions. Also... We'll make it a two-parter. Also, come back. Like this is the only time. We're all not quitting. I mean, we have sleeping bags over there. It's fine. Also, a bed. You guys are going in the sleeping bag. (laughs) Boy, real quick. When's the last time you've been in a sleeping bag? And Uh, were you terrified? Because for me, and I'll open this little uh, conversation, which is why I brought it up uh, unprovoked. uh, I was trapped in a sleeping bag by my sister's friends when I was, I think, eight, and I fucking remember that. And I haven't (laughs) thought about it in twenty-nine years. They zipped you over the head. Yeah. And oh, just, yeah, that's you just really stuck in there. Scary. Yeah. Ah, oh, see, that sounds They were awesome like, we're there. all going to have it. I was like hanging with her and her friends, and I had a crush yeah. on one of her friends. She's, you know, two years older, so they're like nine, I'm seven. And they were like, well, let's all like lay down in sleeping bags. And like, I don't know what I thought. Like, maybe I'll ruin the sleeping bag and like, like we'll roll next, we'll dry hump on the sleep. I don't know what I thought was going <laughs> to happen at seven, <laughs> but I thought like, I like where this is going. Like, get in the bags, whatever. And, uh, and then they're like, no, everybody go down or whatever. And then they just zip my shit up and left me in there for. <laughs> It seemed like three days. It was probably 15 minutes. Yeah. But as a kid, you know, you take everything up a notch. 
and there's no inside zipper and you can't get out. I, nope. I have to tell you something. Trapped. I have a visceral Ryan reaction style. to that story. Really? I, I don't like it. Yeah. Just it, are are you a well, claustrophobic I, person? I am. Um, I got out. I'm, they, <laughs> no, they got you out, right? Yeah, yeah. Eventually. They got you out. Oh, my mom. Uh, right, that's what heard I mean. it. Yeah, it's, it's, go, it's going to be a lifetime a TV bag. movie. Keep yeah. raining. I am. And when I... I have an irrational fear, but like if you have an irrational fear of sleeping bags, it's not irrational because that happened. So that already mm-hmm. takes away. The, it is rational. I probably would still get in one. Right, but also you wouldn't let someone then zip you over the head. No, no, probably. I probably would not yeah. do it around friends. Yeah, I um, or it sounds like it's your sister. I mean, your friends probably. Yeah, no, I've still have not forgiven her for it. Monsters. Uh-oh. Welcome back to Adam's Got Issues and Adam. <laughs> I know how I deal with it. I just buy my niece's scooters. Um, all right, so <laughs> which I did. My sister goes that scooter that your niece found in the woods. Uh, we went to uh, this broken scooter and, and is obsessed with it, but it sucks. But she still is obsessed with it. And I'm like, Nat, part of me wants to let her ride this out, no pun intended, and enjoy the shitness of this scooter and like fall in love with it and be like, man, just and just appreciate that. And then she's like, yeah, but the handlebars like literally are about to fall off. I was like, all right, here's my debit card number. <laughs> Get a new scooter. When's the last time you've been in a sleeping bag? Um, I was camping not a crazy long time ago. So yeah. then, okay. I don't know, like within a, within a year. Mm-hmm. Like I used to camp. I used to camp more. I do it. I do it like a little bit less now, because um, I was dating a dude who liked to camp. Weird. You know what I mean? Well, was and it I, great? I, and I then you become it. and you become a camper. Yeah, but it wasn't like oh, I'm gonna yeah. change who I am. I just was like, oh, camping is cool. It's not something like I wouldn't. Uh, I was gonna say trailblaze. I guess that's right. I wouldn't like be, be the first person to be like, I have a camping trip planned. But if you have one planned, I'll fuck with you. You know what I mean? I'll go. Um, sure. Well, I was gonna ask you something. Tell you something. Scooter. Trapped in a sleeping bag, my nieces. Oh, all I think I was going to say was that the pun was intended. (laughs) If that's not the name of your comedy special, if you were a pun person, are you a pun person? Not at all. Not at all. I'm a story Jew. I'm a story girl. Yeah. A story Jew? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, and then look, I'm tired. Now, he's working on it. My mother, I'll be talking about my mother. My My father talks like my father. Now, now you said, yeah, yeah, now you said when you were uh, very young, you, you started doing characters where you were always like that storyteller type yes when i was a little kid i i just i was wired to do this from a really young age and i don't ever remember not wanting to do it and mm-hmm. i was really lucky because my mom's best friend aggie gold of fresh faces agency and oh adam knows aggie of course <laughs> in Baldwin, aggie and I go way back. In Baldwin long island nice. aggie was my mom's best friend and then i wanted to act and so then they took me to this guy named Michael Blinderman to get rid of my New York accent. Jew? Funny. Here's how Michael <laughs> Blinderman talks. I've never heard of Blinderman before. I've heard of Rosenbaum. I've heard sure. of uh, but, Cats. But Blinderman can't be anything. I mean, what can it be? <laughs> no. Irish, Irish fella. So, <laughs> so they took me to Michael Blinderman to get rid of my New York accent. Here's how Michael Blinderman talked. <laughs> if anybody wants a cup of coffee, they can have a cup of coffee. That was how he spoke. Very high pitched and had the worst New York accent of any person. And they're trying to get you to get rid of yours? That's correct. I paid money. By listening to him? I paid money to go. By the way, the loveliest man I've ever met. Of course. He was like a Mr. Rogers vibe. But like... The worst New York accent I've ever heard. Can you imagine if Mr. Rogers had a New York accent? Oh, God bless. <laughs> Come on, we're going to go check out that fucking trolley. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Hey, the world of puppets is well, uh, right over there. Well, you shove your hand up that puppet's fucking ass. <laughs> so, Andrew Dice Clay does it. Hey, look, the fucking mailman's here. Hey, oh, is that paternity cool. test back at... That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 23 and me. Did my ex sent me that cashier's check? I don't know, Fred. It's Frank, dick. Um, 
So you go to this this class. And well, anyway, so I the went. The purpose I, is to to get rid of my New York accent. Why? It was just a little because you know to be a more. I don't know. I, to not just play New York parts. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to play everything. Yeah. You want to be able. And actually, what's really funny, I didn't realize this is maybe sad, maybe staggering. It's a combination. <laughs> I didn't realize till recently I was a specific hire. <laughs> like, I genuinely thought I could be anybody. I could be any of these people oh, you or can. any of these shows. Yeah. Uh, but, like, then I got hired so as myself. Yeah. I think because of like the sound of my voice and my personality, people see me a certain way. And ultimately, of course, I'd love to break out of that, break past that, do some, you know, Adam Sandler punch drunk love shit. But it's like an interesting thing that like, I was always going like, what's the holdup? I'm not specific. I can be anything. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. I'm, like, oh, I'm the nanny. Yeah, you're the nanny's kid. Yeah. And then you were in the nanny. Yes. Yes. When? Playing a mini nanny twice. <laughs> Playing mini friend? Yes. <laughs> it, the, the most what? sobering thing in this business is showing up to a casting call, looking around and seeing 15 U's. 100%. In a, in a room and, it was and going extra crazy on commercial auditions like I yes. used to go I used to show up for commercial auditions and it was like all girls with dark hair and light eyes that were doing like a Zoe Deschanel thing that all had bangs and were in like cute polka dot dresses and there was <laughs> you know Alison Horn casting I don't it's one but, of the bigger commercial casting yeah. places but anyway okay. they had these mirrors on the wall and oh, there was a bench yes I know that and place and it would just be like one version of me a second version of me and they were those like long strip mirrors like it's the from, weirdest thing uh, Ikea or whatever yeah and then there would just be like seven girls sitting on a bench opposite seven mirrors all being like very slight variations of each other and you're oh like how are we even gonna how do they, how, how are, how are they going to choose? Yeah. yeah, it's all yeah, it, it it's, it's the craziest thing cuz you think that you're perceived a certain way and then you walk into that room you go, "Oh, oh. this is this is the box that everyone has put me in." You know what's interesting? I noticed that when I was doing a lot of commercials, like right before Glow, I started like actually making a living in like the commercial mm-hmm. world and it was kind of great. Yeah. Um I still obviously wanted to be on TV and wanted to make movies and stuff, but I was like, "Wait, I'm actually like making a living now. This is like I can't this isn't as much of a struggle as it was. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I have like trouble getting past that I struggled for 25 years. So I'm still struggling right now, but I'm not struggling. Did you, but did you so know you that? were struggling? When I was? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, so it, it wasn't like a naivete, like you had no, you, you had no, no idea. Like I was like, fuck, like I gotta. So why didn't you quit? Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you why I didn't quit. Yeah. I didn't quit because I always had enough of a little someone was like someone just here's a, a little berry. a little right, a like little I'd bit of that a, carrot. Right? I'd get a commercial yeah. or I'd test for something and I'd be like, Well, I'm I'm not in the wrong business. Right. I had an agent and I had a manager like I would get an episode of Memphis Beat from T uh, that was on TNT, TNT for one yeah. season, right? Like I would get one episode so of So you've Castle. consistently been working. More or less. More or less. For a long yeah. time uh, to uh, make ends meet and also because I wanted to. I did colleges. I did musical comedy and comedy and stories and whatever. Mm-hmm. at And just straight up music as well. Like that whole NACA situation. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah, that, that from 2010 of... to 2015. Wow. And I probably, I mean... All the all the that travels crazy, huh? Because they they group like what ten colleges in well, a chunk. Some, you know what's way worse when they don't group ten colleges in one chunk and you just fly to North Dakota and fly home. 
and then go back to Albany and, and then come back. And then go back to Albany six days later. Yeah. Then go to oh. Virginia four days later. Like yeah. that's worse than like Upper, Pen- Upper Peninsula, Michigan for four days. It's negative 19 degrees and you got to squeeze four shows in. But like at least you're going to a place, staying, There's checking some consistency. out what's there and going yeah. home. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh they're God. Back, back. And also it's like, you know, this is not new for a comic to talk about how lonely the road is. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? And I think especially as a woman... It's mm-hmm. it's lonely and it's also like the tiniest bit scary. Yeah, like I'm showing up in North Dakota at ten o'clock at night, staying in a motel because I don't want to spend the small amount of money I'm making on a great hotel. <laughs> right, and, and you're like, like, I'm by myself. I'm by myself. I'm like, doing I'm doing a show where if someone wanted to follow me back, right, they could. Or, it's like it was there was yeah. there were there were moments on the road for sure. But anyway, yeah. that's how I was making ends meet like during that time. So I was never like. And when I say making ends meet, like I was earning, making a living, but I was never like, you know, doing. Yeah, you didn't have that. Like yeah. you didn't know where the your thing. next paycheck no, was I had coming no idea. from. And if I didn't get a showcase at a na- at NACA, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, so but it was like, mostly commercials and and the road for a while. As you're coming up, because you do sing, you do you do play guitar, you do act, you do do comedy. Was there ever a thought in your head like I should focus on just one of these things? A hundred percent. So. Yeah. It's a nice place to be right now that people look at a multi-hyphenate as an asset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even now, like, I'm putting out some music and, like, my managers and agents, that's not really their thing. Mm-hmm. So I have to go elsewhere to, like, handle this other part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm still having to separate yeah. the things that I do. I don't have them. I still don't have them under one umbrella. That makes it a little challenging when you're yeah. when you're trying to like. I don't know. Like, I just I feel cheesy saying certain things, but like I, I'm trying to look at myself these days as a business. I'm running a business, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to. Well, I'm, you're your brand. I'm uh, that word, but yeah. I agree and hear you, and I'm trying to do that. It's I a buzzword, like, but it's a buzzword because it's I true. Have to, like get out of my own way, yeah. of being like I'm not a business, I'm not a brand, I'm a fucking person. But it's like, okay, dude, get out of your own way. Yeah, experience the success you're having right now. Mm-hmm. Don't still feel like you're struggling. Like I, I'm. Yeah, there's like a lot psychologically. There's so much that goes on when you've struggled for 25 years, and then it's not like now I'm a millionaire. Like I have. This opportunity on this show, that's cool right yeah, now. Yeah, but today. there's so many shows and there's only a handful that get like, uh, you know, the type of reaction that Glow gets, you know? It's the so, coolest. I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. that. And the type of show and the people on the show and the sto- and the storylines. I do want to know. Timeliness? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I do want to know when you're a kid before you even start. So was commercials how you started getting into the business? Well, that just I meant recently like in my early 30s I was like starting to do because I didn't do stand up in my 20s I was scared of my own shadow in my 20s so I like dated a lot of dudes that were doing it and I just was like I'll be bar I'll be coming next. to the shows I'll be yeah. sort of next to that <laughs> like or musicians or yeah. like rock, you know that yeah. kind of thing and I was still doing my thing and acting a little and trying to get jobs here and there uh, putting out like some random EPs and albums and stuff like serious music or comedy stuff serious always. music whoa so I was, well, you have a great voice thank you so I was a I, I did like stand up and acting and commercials and stuff when I was a little kid to when I was like m- maybe I don't know 19 or 20 and were they they super hammy spots like the peanut butter so good or was no, it you serious like never. this is where never they, I was never hammy it was always like 
taking a sip of the juice. Yeah, or? like I had one commercial. It was like a Rice Krispies commercial. I had like a leather jacket on. I was like some tough kid or something. And <laughs> you were and like, like Tori from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Whoa, great call. Who, by the way, is a triplet. Really? Oh, right. Did not know that because one of my buddies in a classic just Isn't dude she married to. Dustin Hoffman. No. <laughs> no, the dude from Scrubs that's not Zach Braff. The Donald Faison. Yep. Really? I think Tori from... I that's fucking crazy. Looking this up. Hold um, on. But so my buddy, I go, I met uh, Tori today from Saved by the Bell. He goes, wasn't her. He goes, wasn't her. Yeah, and I go, all right, man. How depressed are you to take that away from me right uh-huh. now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, what How about dark your is life? Your day? I told How you I met a day? recurring character from season 14 of a show from yeah, the early 90s. Just season 14. Yeah, this yeah, season yeah. was what? 17 seasons? She did Please. one of them and was that memorable? And you can't and you can't let she me have that. She fucked Slater. You can't let <laughs> me have that. What have you done? Yeah. yeah. And so I go and he goes, she's a triplet. I go, well, yeah, but it's and then what do you say to that, by the way? I'm like... Because you don't know that you met her. I don't know. Oh, I don't so know. sorry. I know. Yeah, so... Joy, Joy, her name is Leanna Krell. And she is with him? I'm trying to... Fi- I'm again? trying to find out. Spouse... Just said his name. Renat Greenberg? Well, that's not... Jew? <laughs> he Who the hell it? is Renat Greenberg? Wait, so when you... Um, Maybe one of the other triplets is. I don't know. When you are a... Okay, what was... What, we just got... Oh, so when I was a kid, I was yes. doing a little bit of stand-up here and there, but, but it was more and like the characters. showcases. You said when you were doing characters for all that, like when were you getting the sort of like, what were you seeing was that watching, was making you... I was you, obsessed with Gilda Radner. Yeah. And... You're going to play her in... I did already. Right, yeah. but in the movie, in like a, a biopic. No, that would be amazing. Let's write it. Yeah. I... Yeah, you did it in You were great the in the Lampoon movie. National Lampoon but movie, But yeah. for sure you... I was just telling Brad, I go, not only do you... So much voice, look, manner, like... And then... Oh, and you're a great actor. Oh, so that helps because sometimes you see, um, you know, pieces or even sports movies where they get somebody and you're like, oh, you just got this person because they look, look exactly like, and it, there's a little right. voice and they're like, and you kind of taught them to act. But that's a no-brainer. You should write it. Obviously, it's there probably is one. I mean, why isn't there one? I- I have every one of those questions, all of those things. I'll occasionally just text David Wayne that we need to make the Gilda biopic. But also, what's yeah, interesting is that's that a great guy to do it. Um, he did feudal and stupid. He yeah. did the other, yep. but the, the um, I think that every person that played one of the icons in that movie mm-hmm. is like, "Yo, where's my biopic?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nobody wants the Chevy Chase biopic. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that except for Joel McHale. And I yeah. say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, actually, I, I would love even, it for Joel. I don't even think Joel wants it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. And by the way, a feudal and stupid gesture. The story, the story of National Lampoon. I need everyone who has Netflix, which is everyone, to watch this because I truly believe it's the best comedy this year. It was I, it was so well written. The comedy was so sharp, so well acted. Michael Colton. Amazing yep, story. And yeah, you're playing the icon that is Gilda Radner. It's unbelievable. So when Did I you was, watch a lot of tapes? Or? Well, here's the thing. So Adam just asked like, why I even started writing sketches and doing characters. As a kid, I'm saying, are you it in the because mirror? Because of, of, it was because of Gilda. of Gilda. I watched Saturday Night yeah. Live as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people watch soccer as a little kid and they go, I'm going to be Mia Hamm. Well, I watched Gilda as a little kid and said, I'm going to be Gilda. And I always loved Bette Midler and Joan Rivers and these women always spoke to me. There was never a time in my life where I didn't want to be like mm-hmm. those women mm-hmm. there was never like a, a right turn I took where like for a while it was like painter and then I was like wait funny women it was always forever right this is what I want to do these are the people I want to be like um did you cry when you got the part then? so 
so much <laughs> that it, I actually cried when I got the audition. Really? Because I was at a point in my career where I wasn't really, people weren't necessarily What happened for first, me. Glow, or, glow or the movie? Gilda. Guild, really? Yes, which is what got me glow. So I'll tell you. Oh. So, and then I want to go back to the types of characters you were doing in the mirror when you were a kid. Okay. Yeah. Because that's a big deal. And also sitting at home writing jokes down. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. But a friend pointed out to me recently, he's like, how fucked up was your childhood that you were like writing jokes? And I was like, I guess, was it? No. Okay. <laughs> I memorized Yo Mama jokes so I could say them at recess Same to people. exact. Yeah. I yeah. loved Yo Mama. I love, yes, I love Snaps. I loved all that stuff. Snaps. I connected, Book I collected snaps. joke books. Yeah. Truly mm-hmm. Tasteless Jokes. I collected them. Yeah. I loved to like shock and freak everybody out yeah. in school. And it was like, also I love that it was like a boy thing to do and I was doing it and whatever. But So great. So back to tried out. So I get this audition for Gilda mm-hmm. and... I'm like, and I think as an actor, as actors, we're like, I'm scared, I'm too insecure, and I've been punched in the face so many times in this business, and oh, just shit, like okay. almost had the, oh my yeah. God, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've been, my point is like, we've all been, be, you, it's, look, it's not Emotionally manual, taken I'm down like, a bit, right, yeah. it's not manual labor, but the rejection emotionally takes such a toll, and. Sure. No other job has that, does it? Mm-hmm. That, this consistently? No, it's I mean, crazy. I don't know, once you, you apply for a job, you get it or you don't, mm-hmm. and if you get it, probably have that job for a while correct this is every single time a hour oh yeah to do, right, <laughs> yeah right four times a day anyway so the point of that is only to say that i had dealt with you know we've all dealt with so much that i'm too scared to see an audition and go this one is fucking mine this mm-hmm. one's gonna change my life i'm gonna put that out there i'm gonna visualize it this is mine i've loved gilda forever i look like her we have the same we were just happened to have the same speaking voice. She's from Detroit, so hers is like more in the back of her throat. She's Gilda Radner, mm-hmm. where mine's more like I'm um, New York and huskier. But she's just that. That's the tone wise. Yeah. yeah, the only difference is that hers is back there. Okay. And when I started listening to her again to audition, I was like, "Oh, this is weird. Why do her characters come out of me so easily?" And it was because we have this. We're starting in the same place, like mm-hmm. vocally, which is insane. So then they said, look, you can try out, you don't, you can do some of her characters from SNL if you want, but this movie precedes Gilda on SNL. This is like her days in Second City and mm-hmm. her days with like Lampoon and all that. Yeah. And National Lampoon Radio Hour and Lemmings and all this live performance, crazy artistic shit they did in the 70s. So they were like, you can try to do some characters if you want just to like show on top to show the directors that like, you know. You you, range that you can like do, do the characters but mm-hmm. you wouldn't need to do them in the movie right right and i was like okay but you did need to do other characters from radio hour and all that stuff so i was actually i rewatched some of her stuff on youtube but like i already knew emily latella and rosanna dana and all of her um lisa lupner like mm-hmm. i i knew it all already like that sketch lisa lupner is the one that she does with bill murray where she's like mom and oh, she's like yeah, telling yeah. Bill Murray, she's like you're a loser you know and that whole thing Whoa. so she just I just tried it and I was like, oh, that's weird. That sounds just like that. And I'm not mm-hmm. an impressionist. I mean, I never, I could try, but I, I never fancied myself one. You can mimic though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I'd always known that like Gilda was the hero and I already knew all her characters and what they said and what they looked like and their mannerisms and the whole thing. And <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. stupid, Todd. And I just like <laughs> already did it. Yeah. yeah. And then I just went in and got to do it for Alison Jones, one of like the most yeah, magical the casting best. directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And so they were, I read the sides and I brought my guitar because in one of the scenes in the movie that got cut in the Lemmings Live stuff, 
they wanted the Gildas playing Joan Baez. So it would be me playing Gilda playing Joan, and I brought a guitar, and there were lyrics, but I wrote a song to the lyrics. So there you I like, go. And then I had multiple costume changes, and I did... In your audition? And I did five characters from SNL, and then I left thinking... Well, as I was leaving, I thought, like, this was either the best thing that I ever did in my whole life... Yeah. Or fucking holy hell this probably looked so embarrassing and try hard where I was like just a second have to put my 70s dress on <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, do yeah. you we can, we get that you were in the 70s at that point right. we need the flowing dress for the Joan Baez bit but then as I was walking out the door Allison Jones was like Jackie don't cut your hair and oh there like, you go okay I don't know why okay. you tell me not to cut my hair if yeah. you're not planning on sending this tape to somebody yeah mm-hmm. so then actually ran into Allison a couple weeks later at speaking of at a Melissa McCarthy movie that she cast with Chris in uh, the spy uh, spy no, no what was the one that, that, that Kristen Bell did with oh the boss the boss yeah. so I went with Kristen to that and saw Allison and it was a couple weeks later and I hadn't heard anything and she was like um, basically she was like yeah this thing is this thing is yours we're still working on it but don't cut your hair dope and I was like okay and I'd never like yeah. felt so fucking in I was like I'm a player in the game yeah. <laughs> I'm not a casting director at a yeah. movie premiere and it was so exciting then I got that movie we shot it it was incredible most of the people that played the icons mm-hmm. most of that stuff like Seth Green was Christopher Guest yeah. Joel was Chuck, like a lot of that Forte stuff got is, um, uh, Doug Kinney yes yeah. a lot got, of the stuff got cut uh, got cut for the purpose of the story which was yep. like I mean, I think you're focusing on Lampoon, so it, know, it makes sense. I think it worked. Yeah. Also, it's really hard to make, like, mimicking a sketch that was funny in 1977. Is yeah. Like, first of all, if you just put that sketch up right now, it would be hard to make it funny as it, as it is if you just watch it because comedy is so different. Yeah. Our senses of humor, our sensibilities, what we stand for. If they, We don't like big things anymore. It's got to be all subtle and a wink to the camera. And it's all, you know, the Arrested Development comedy that yeah. we, mm-hmm. which by the way, I fucking love. Yeah. yeah. But it's not this like, we're two crazy guys. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like, that, we sort of are allergic to that in 2018. What was the energy so like around make, the set? Like with people, was everyone like showing people things and talking about that yes, time yes. to really energize uh-huh. that? And I remember Seth Green like wanted to get Christopher Guest's blessing. And I don't, I don't, he didn't not get it, but I remember he didn't get it. He's a very private person. Yeah, like he wasn't <laughs> able to like reach him and like get, yeah. make that happen. And Joel was telling every Chevy story he could possibly tell. And sure. I was trying to learn as much about Gilda as humanly possible. And Rick Glassman played Harold Ramis yeah. and fucking killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and I the other day did a comedy show with Harold Ramis's daughter called, oh, on a show called Virgin Sacrifice where they like take a person who's never done stand up and throw him on stage. Oh, God. Oh, the person was Harold Ramis' daughter, and she did great. Oh, damn. Yeah, because you got that much comedy right. DNA running about you. Yeah, she You're was like... royalty. It was great. It was and really then, cool. Do the comics then try to help? Or what? No, 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 no. It's just like, there's other comics that oh, are on okay, the show, okay. and then One the virgin. Mm-hmm. Great. And so people go to the show knowing they might go up? No, that's planned. Like, the person who... The oh, virgin they've already is planned. picked them. Okay. The whole thing is, is planned. Got but it. And, and then after that movie, uh, so does the glow script come to you? Do they? It's a funny thing. So like, God, we're in such a crazy business. So Allison Jones uh, was a mentor to this incredible casting director in New York named Jen Houston. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jen cast glow. Whoa. And girls. Um, yeah. And um, she's a killer. Are, over and there. Orange is the New Black. And so. Allison, when she was trying to get me the gilded role, sent it to Jen. And I'm not sure like what 
shenanigans they were up to to get me Gilda. I don't know what they had to do or what hoops they had to jump through because, again, no one was looking for me. And monster people, like, amazing people were going out for that, for the Gilda thing. Mm -hmm. So then they, uh, Allison showed my tape to Jen. So then I got this glow audition. I had no idea how it happened. I was like, oh, my God, this is a dream. It's What was happening in your life at this point? I had just finished shooting uh, the Gilda thing. Okay. Then Allison put me in a couple episode arc on The Good Place. Awesome. So I was like, get in with Allison Jones. Yep. By the way, I hadn't worked in like 46 years. And now <laughs> Yeah, well, I was I just go, saying, what was the drought up until this Oh, time? I don't even... I, I don't even... But you were keeping years. busy with stand-up and songs stand-up, and writing. Correct. And um, commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And voiceovers. And no day job. No, no day job. Yeah. So dumb. that's... So the dream. So you have time the, to like fully invest. Cause yes. Because that is, to me, like that's... That's when that, color. when I could do that, which took what I don't know, five, six, seven years to to the point of like, all right, cool, I can now have my whole day to dedicate to this, and not, you know, when I'd be uh, working at Universal Studios and, and playing a fake cop or the uh, Wolverine, I'm like, all I want is this eight hours to be doing what I'm, and I'd be so angry that mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it. So to get to that point is great, so and that's to what, that point is great. But I noticed that when I have a free day. Mm-hmm. It's tougher to it's, walk it's in. Hard, it's hard, like, with no schedule and no stability. Oh, okay, and to, no, to go around. It's hard to go. Not that I'm saying I want an eight-hour job to playing Wolverine at, at Universal. <laughs> well, you did, and that's Not fine. Lots. A lot of people <laughs> did. Lots. And the same thing that. with a lot of people wanting Gilda. A lot of people wanted to be fake Wolverine. Well, so. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we were both <laughs> dealing with stakes. Mostly the random unnamed cop you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More so than, oh, man. than Wolverine. Yeah, that was the best, though, because nobody knew what I was from, so I'd make up movies all the time to kids. Oh, my and God. And they You're bought them because they're stupid. You can say fucking idiots, me. It's not my fault your brains aren't cooked yet. So I, um, yeah, so Allison, wait, where, where were we? Allison, good place. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so then I was that, just asking what your life was like before. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot, actually, I think starting to really do stand-up again, probably, let's say, Fuel the fire. five years ago, it made me feel a lot of things. Firstly, I felt like, I was like back in, I mean, again, I get embarrassed saying certain things. Here we fucking go. It's 2018. I felt like I was standing back in my power instead of being like, let me just, someone else can do it. You can do it. Boys can do it. And someone else can do it. The guys I date can do it. It's just, I don't know. I feel scared. It's weird. You know what? And I'm a master at convincing myself that the reasons I don't want to do things are reasonable. I don't like you, it. It's, you, you know what? Talk stand yourself up, out of it. Stand up is negative, Brad. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. I go to the comedy store with the with this guy I'm dating and it's like, everyone's like, it's, you just say whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. And now it, it, that I'm doing it. It's to justify you not doing your it. Your own neuroses. Right. Like we were at the store, what, two nights ago, and there's like seven of us hanging out by the fucking ice cube machine, <laughs> just hanging out for like two hours. Like it couldn't really mm-hmm. sort of be nicer. But I yeah. told my, I'd sold myself this bill of goods for so long. And when I got over that hump and was like, I have so many thoughts. I would love to do stand up again. I would love to go back and do, like start doing musical comedy. That changed everything for me. Because I wasn't, I wasn't so much like when I go on an audition, I, I have nothing else. Like I need this. It was like I was getting my like energy out elsewhere and feeling validated by audiences or people that were coming. And it wasn't. I didn't feel like I was spinning my wheels and nobody was seeing. And that's really challenging as a performer. You want people to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Once I got more into stand-up, then I started going on auditions feeling better about myself and not just being so nervous and so, oh, God, I'd be grateful for any job. It's like, well, no, cool. Does this fit for me? Do I like this? And yeah. Well, that and just knowing, just knowing you have that skill set where you can go on stage and be funny and tell jokes, 
as long as you can do that, you will you will work in this business mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. It's true. It's not where as you you could be a great actor or, or a good actor, and it, it's still depending on a casting director, a director, so and so to say yes, you. Mm-hmm. But if I I feel like if you're if you're funny and you're you can go up on stage. You're not waiting for anybody to go, yes, you. You're just doing your set. You're just doing you're it. You're at the improv. You're at the store. You're just doing yeah. your thing. You're just working. And that's, you're working. Mm-hmm. God, what a good way to put it. So, so you're that not was, waiting for anybody. So all that was filling enough of your time and you're just creative void and, and, and then, and but still auditioning. So yeah, you're like, like, I'm not. Financially, <laughs> how was I doing it? By like going on the road and mostly doing commercials. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living in a one bedroom apartment and it wasn't, you know crazy but not was, having gold rims yeah 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 correct <laughs> are not you thinking about on, before you get a good place in the in guild and gloat were you uh was there i think we all experienced this if you do have a little bit of a drought there is just a point where you just go not i'm gonna quit but but oh man how much longer until i get mm-hmm. something that i think what not only will be like a little bit of a game changer do? but like yeah. something that is of sub of substance of substance and like validates you being like trying right and so it's like you do have those thoughts of like, God, it's gonna be a couple months or another five years, or like, you, right? You have no. The yeah. instability is staggering. I yeah. mean, it's a really, it's a very mentally. Uh, Why do we do it? Oh, I mean, yeah, it because it, it's, it's so dope. Because it's so dope, and we can't do anything. Yeah, else. yeah. It, it's the advice I give to young comics, and they say, "Hey, do you have any?" Like, I'm just starting. I go, they, "Like, how? Like, how do I make it? How do like? Do you have any advice?" I, I always go, "Well, if you're comfortable being poor." at least between two and the rest of your life, <laughs> like like two years and the rest yeah. of your life, then you're good. If you're okay with everything falling apart at some point. Yes, yeah, yeah. then you, you can be in this business. Questioning, yeah, your existence. It's so, <laughs> it's so weird and we just keep doing it. And you said there's nothing not. else we can do. I, and I love that, but I think it's, it's also we choose to do this yep. and we not that we couldn't like all I, was just gonna I don't say, know be teachers we, or exactly, of fucking Baskin Robbins stuff, scoopers but, but I, I, never, yeah. I never learned how I never started like I'm <laughs> you recognize how much greater the ups and downs of this is than something else too right yeah, because I, but I'm a, I'm a hundred years in, so it's like I'm. This is what I'm doing now. I've yeah. made this decision. Were your parents I'm, fully on board? Yeah, yeah. Not crazy. So they saw Since just because you were probably super entertaining as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I was me, but it seemed I, I was well received. But now I'm dealing in therapy that <laughs> like my value answer. is wrapped up in um, you therapy. Yo, yeah. Do you love it? I love it. I feel changing like my I'm. Life. Yeah, you know what? God, changing good. My life. And well, let me finish this thought. My yeah, value yeah, is. Yeah. Ra- I'm realizing that my value is wrapped up in being entertaining. Oh, and so if, you, if you're not entertaining, correct, you're not feeling like you're... I don't have value. Oh. If I'm just like sitting around, I'm you're wasting like, I got, your. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm wasting your time. Whoa! Fucked up. No, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> hang out. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow, I'm sitting here playing Parcheesi with my aunt. I'm not entertaining uh-huh. people. I'm. It's less so with my aunt because, like, I know my aunt will love me forever. Yeah. It's like in an industry or in totally. a relationship. And my shrink actually pointed out or around recently, people that are not in the business. Yeah. Well, my shrink pointed out something really interesting recently that. The thing that, let's call it your defense mechanism, right? Like, you gotta be funny. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you have value unless you're funny. That's your defense mechanism. Her defense mechanism is helping people. She can't mm. not try and fix. Why sitting like that? What are you What are you feeling? What do you think that's about? What do you, okay. This so, is your therapist? Right, So, but my point is, her, what is her defense mechanism in her life, which is, to, so you can't get in, she'll help you, right? Okay, interesting. Okay? Yeah. My defense mechanism is, so you can't get in, I'll entertain you. 
You'll never have to go deep with me because I, I have jokes. You'll yeah, feel like we're, we're self-connected. We're I feel laughing. like I do that too. Fuck. We all fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so at the end of this. But also if you're in a boring conversation. Literally, though, no, if, if you're a comic, you do this. It's a, this yeah. is who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. But so the end of that is to say that I said I feel like my value is wrapped up in this. And she said, you know, something that I would like to point out to you is that if I use my defense mechanism in my relationships, like with, like a, with, my, with my husband, my relationship would fail. If I was sitting here all day trying to fix him, it would fail. And similarly, your defense mechanism is being funny and entertaining and on all the time. And if you did that in a relationship, I could imagine that would be challenging for your significant other. Oh, and that absolutely. would probably fail. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh my God, record scratch. Uh, record scratch. So now you have to realize that in order to have a significant relationship with someone, and not necessarily romantic, but just a significant relationship, you have to not entertain them. Correct. <laughs> That's correct. Now look, can we do bits? Can we be funny? Sure, of sure, sure. But, but can just, you, I feel like you got a good can balance. You peel the. Yeah, we're doing I'm, it on this. I'm working on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. It's all new. Mm-hmm. It's all new, and it's blowing my mind. It's like cracked my fucking brain open to this like, again, this like higher level of being able to consider myself when before I was and just not like, think that but if they're you're fucking not... problem. I was just trying to have fun, and it's right. like, yeah. okay, well, not everyone wants that all the time. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to everyone. Sometimes wants to meet you at a four, and Bill mm-hmm. do a seven. Right, right, right. Well, seven, that that only, only seven. <laughs> okay. So Brett, uh, yeah, yeah. no, you know what I mean. Like of I was course, just yeah. Take it up a couple notches. Mm-hmm. And now do you? And I always sorry. I enter yeah. every. I enter every situation. You do. I've ever entered? Every yeah, I was gonna say socially. Yeah. If we're like a wine I'm tr- mixer, I'm trying. Do you go group to group, circle to circle, popping of in, being like, hey, I'm trying to somebody's be not enter at a ten, mm-hmm. because. Unless I mean, you feel I that enter- circle at a 10, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm learning too. Like, read the room. Well, reading I mean, the room I've, is key. I've lost acting jobs because I was like, um, I've, I've come into like either table reads or something. Like, I've come into stuff way too hot. And it was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I've heard of actually other female stand-ups. People have told me stories like, oh, yeah, she came in and she acted like she ran the place. Mm-hmm. And they were going to have her back. And after how she acted, they're not gonna. Yep. And it's like, oh, whoa. Yeah. So like you think you're acting confident, but you're really like, yeah, like probably just an insecure. And that was Laura Dern. And that was and the one crazy. part that I beat her out for because she came in thinking she was hot shit. And well, so, I, I heard mean, that. She was going to play, she was going to play the villain in the heat. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so Brad, I was like, bring actually, it down to it too. Well, actually a lot of people don't know that. Um, it was actually, um, he didn't beat her out. Uh, they replaced oh, her with him. Yeah. 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 Well, she yeah. actually yeah. did. Yeah. She, actually, she actually, just can I say she actually did get the part first. Yeah. So I really quick, really quick, really quick. He actually didn't get the part. So. Now, because you're uh, certainly in season one of Glow, your <laughs> villain. Glow Ray. You're 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 a villain. You're a villain. I'm a villain. You're a, you're a mean person. <laughs> I'm not a nice person. Is that cool? Is that fun to be? Is that re- to read the script and go? Oh, I'm kind of a bitch. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Um. I thought like I would have maybe more problems with it. Like I maybe more be like, oh god, are people gonna like me or not? Yeah. And I just was like, oh, this is cool and fun, and it's a character I play on television, and it's I'm into it. Yeah. I, I love her. I mean, I obviously relate so much to her. You know, when I wasn't working as an actor, I thought actors sounded like such assholes when they talked about their character in third person. Yeah. But what am I gonna say? Me? It's not me. Mm-hmm. I think I probably just was mad I wasn't working. So I was like, oh, you say her. <laughs> now I'm like, wait, that's actually how you have to say it. Anyway, so I noticed that she's like, we're similar in that we both are, you know, big time attention whores and we want we we want to be the life of the party. We want everyone to sort of like look at us and be our friend. But mm-hmm. she's really bad at it. 
<laughs> like she's going for all those people like liking her and thinking she's cool and funny but she's like yeah she faked a period to, yeah, she's to like, get attention a, a miscarriage oh yeah that's right yeah that's right. so she she, yeah, squir- she squirted ketchup out of her vagina um <laughs> so yeah she's was de- right. thank you she's definitely like she's so but i relate to her because just like i was talking about that story that i heard like she's so insecure i think as i get older too when i see someone say something that in the past I would have been like what a fucking dick now mm-hmm. I'm just like oh like we were in we were like I was at the store last night and like somebody looked in the mirror and they like looked at their hair a guy looked at his hair and he goes oh fuck I fucked up by driving over here with the top down and I used to like back in the day I would have just rolled my eyes and been like oh fuck you mm-hmm. like you just wanted everybody to know you drove yeah, here in a convertible right. yeah, yeah. it's like but also is it 1987 whatever <laughs> yeah. there was like very loaded Tom Selleck yeah, is yeah. only kind of cool now that's fine that's fine the stash still rocks I gotta take so, that back he's always cool <laughs> find a cooler Tom <laughs> my brain went to Papa when I, don't, <laughs> I love Tom my brain went to Papa it should be my another name for my special yes or at least <laughs> or a, a pilot that Tom yeah. stars in yeah. that's right it's um, like the new according to Jim. That's right. My name went to Pop. My brain went to Pop. <laughs> is, he, is he a therapist? What is he? He's my therapist. I, the the, the person I was talking about earlier is yeah. my therapist, Tom Pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and so, so, so how do you respond to the guy with the convertible? No, but my, my point was just that yeah. I, now I go like, you know, if we all just, I think, I think a hundred times a day I just go, oh man, we all just want to be loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in this place of just like, oh man, he just wants like guys to think he's cool and ladies to want to fuck him and this now what we all want in some version of and like, yeah, and all right, this is man. just his route of yeah. getting it. We tell jokes. Right. This guy talks about, oh, convertible hair. Yeah, it's like, the worst, oh, right? What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's just, the worst, right? I just was very cute and instead of like, back in the day I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, he tries. Now, trying to be, trying to do stand up and acting and all that. I'm when, so tired. What's when, when does, <laughs> when does the thought of being on American Idol even enter your brain? Okay. So I was, a f- I think subconsciously the amount of rejection I dealt with in my acting career from ages nine to 26 mm-hmm. what got to me. Because by the way, that if you um, know anything about, uh, ages a lot of those years i was a child (laughs) a lot of those years were my actual childhood so by the time i was in my 20s and i like my friends were like going to college to get a degree in theater i was like i was this beaten woman who'd (laughs) tried so hard oh you're going to theater school yes that's right just best of luck i had my i had my old lady glasses on the tip of my nose and i was like oh i remember when beatrice it just was really like oh god I was like a getting embittered. I wasn't like happy for. I just I had a few years of my life where I was embittered and not happy for people, which was really unattractive. I didn't know I was in it. Till Man, everybody me goes out. through that though. Of course, yeah. that's human nature. Because you just want it so fucking bad. I'm right now. I'm jealous that you brought that point up and I didn't. So like, <laughs> I'm dealing with my own shit <laughs> right, over right, here, right, 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 right side you. of the mic. But <laughs> but it is proud of you for admitting. Thank you. It's the first step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's also like, but so so like, are you just oh, trying to figure that so, out? And so then, with American Idol, yeah. I had been acting for such a long time, and I always loved making music. And I'd made like an EP at one point, and in I have these little EPs that exist. Um, one was in like two thousand five, one was in two thousand eight, and then one was in two thousand ten, and. I was always sort of trying to do music on the side, and then that was really confusing for people. Like, I had an agent at the time who was like, 
you know, do you want to do music or acting? And I was like, why? That's why do you got to pick? But it, but I, and they all want you to do that. They always right? want. And I met a manager too, who was like actually a, a dream manager at the time. And I met with her. And she even said that she was like, "Look, I would love to represent you, but I would I want to represent someone's entire career, and I feel like I wouldn't understand fifty percent of your career. So not that I think you should choose, but like mm-hmm. I'm not your person because I wouldn't be able to do it all, and I would want to. And I was like, okay, that's fair. But again, it was like roadblock after roadblock of like just trying to do two two things that I love to do and am passionate about. Yeah, and I felt I was constantly having to decide. And then Idol sort of made the decision for me because the odds that I would have made, gotten on that show are pretty much zero. I mean, 118,000 people tried out. Yeah, it's like you, you're either ridiculously awesome or horrible. No, in the whole, right, in the whole country. Yeah. 118,000? Mm-hmm. And then in L- That's a lot. I tried out in New York. It was the biggest season ever. I tried out in New York and there were, I want to say like 20,000 people there. Jeez. And they televised three auditions and one of them was mine. It just was a lot of luck. Like... I'm very proud of my singing voice. I love to sing. Mm-hmm. They could have overlooked me as easily as a, the guy that sang next to me in the in the open auditions was one of the best singers to this day. I could hear his voice in my head. He was one of the most best best singers I've ever heard in my we'll life. Love had the time of my life. I haven't seen you since then. <laughs> well, things haven't been going according to plan. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so the Wolverine gig, huh? Yeah, no, it, uh, oh, right. that was cool. It was cool. It oh, was sad uh, cop I beat out Laura three. Dern for it. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> well, sad cop number three. That um, should have been. So I went. So I was at this idol audition. Are you waiting was, forever? By the way. Before you even get to go into oh, the room, dude, the idol audition is the most because they make it look grueling on camera. You're like, fuck, no, are they, they waiting show for? You, they don't show you anything on camera. Oh to boy, what it is. tell us. So day one, you have to go in and get a wristband because there's just too many people to even wrangle. Right. So then the next day, you sit in order of your wristband. Oh, so I was, you know, twelve thousand eight hundred and fifty on my wristband. Jesus, oh, God. And then you have to do this dumb shit where they were like, "Did everybody learn Pat Benatar?" What's this, you know, Heartbreaker? What? And then the whole arena has to be like, Heartbreakers! You like, literally. Are they just doing that so you, like, do they, are there like a crowd work? They're filming it to show on TV how many people, the, 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 not the gravity, the the number of people here. But you're all singing together and they want a shot of everyone. 18,000 people singing Heartbreakers. Not explained at all, just in a montage where people are like, and these people are so excited to audition, they're all singing together. Correct. Oh, like as though, this process as is though fun. They say, hey, when you show up, make sure you know Heartbreaker, right? And they always, everything, they, they word everything to you like you should be afraid. Like when they give you a wristband, like, hope you know Heartbreaker. Camera might come to you, hope you know Heartbreaker. You're like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Right. Idol. 18,000 of us are sitting in this thing, and then you file in, and it's a huge arena. So you imagine the Staples Center, but um, separated by like, like PVC piping and sheets. Oh, and then there's like six over here, and then six across the way. And obviously, all separating me and the guy next to me. So there's four people in my row singing in our sheet section. So you can still hear them. It's a sheet. Yeah. (laughs) So the guy to my left is singing like in in a different sheet section. Right. But it's, how can I? And then I'm like, should I wait? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I just sing. I get through to like, I get a green slip. Then Mm -hmm. I go back through. And you know, I think that day probably, let's call it a thousand people got a green slip. Then you come back the next day and they whittle that thousand down to let's say 500. Then you meet the executive producers, you sing in front of them. By the time I got in front of the judges, mm-hmm. 
there was 150 people. We were about to perform in front of the judges and then all of us had to sing again really quick in front of the executive producers because the judges didn't want to see 150 people. They wanted to see 75. So by the time I got to the judges, Dang. I had auditioned five times. Yeah. And then I went in front of the judges. I sang and there was like a huge sun shield. They were in this, we were like at the, at the pier in Chelsea and there was a huge sun shield across these huge open windows so it wouldn't be blinding for cameras. And at, right when I start singing, the whole thing comes crumbling to the ground. <laughs> like an act Planned? of God. Absolutely not. <laughs> crumbling. Like everyone was in danger. Like Paul Abdul, like, say, oh, jumped up and ran away because this sun shield almost crushed them. Okay? Oh, so that is why they televised my audition. Not because I'm a better singer than Joe, who was next to me. Am I a good singer? Sure. Like I said, I'm proud Whoa, of myself. I've yeah. worked hard. But that And that's a great example of the the element of luck yep. and uncertainty and like man sometimes there's no explaining why something got picked but then also but yeah you also but, but also like, like you what had a dick you are if you don't realize that yeah you know what I mean like people walk around I feel like I think LA is a very a special place for that when you realize like come on man you got the job definitely because you're talented yep but also well you got to tell that other part of some shit that happened right like I got on Idol like I wouldn't have gotten it to the top 24 if I couldn't sing mm -hmm. yep the reason I got there was because of a series of fortunate events yeah yeah shit just kept happening yeah it, what it, uh, the camera would walk by and I'd like sit, make a joke and they were like oh this girl's fun like she'll make good TV oh yeah you were just sitting there totally and just like that's how it is in The Price is Right when I uh, not audition but with the group from, from college and you you interview the producer the producer interviews you real quick with a one minute question and they're getting a sense of your personality 100% to see if you're worthy of being you're called fun. to come on down get on TV of course um so so uh when you're in front of the judges who are you most intimidated by because mm -hmm. that and those mostly, judges are epic and everyone thought about what they would Randy, sing Simon Paula and then Cara yeah. Diaguardi was randomly there well, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, yeah, that's it's like Alvin, Simon, Theodore, and then like James. their friend James. Yeah, <laughs> who's like, I'm also a chipmunk, and you're like, James, yeah, your glasses are very thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody fucks what, with James. And everyone's like, James, what were you on again? And he's yeah. like, Ah, we're having a good time. You know, yeah. he doesn't really answer. He sits answer. in like cargo shorts. You can see his balls a little. Yeah. James is always like, Come on, James. You know what I mean? He's like, what? They keep him around. He's like yeah. your mom's cousin's kid because he's so likable. Mm -hmm. So, but he's not but quite he's a your piece cousin. Of shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a piece of shit. yeah it, it, but like, and this is season six. Of so, Idol? No, yeah, no, eight? Uh, no. Close. I think eight. Season nine. Okay. So like, I always so, confuse eight and nine because it was either two thousand eight or nine. Okay. So I, so who won your year? Chris Allen, but everybody thinks Adam Lambert did. Okay, Dang. he was in that year. But and Chris is incredible. Yeah. yeah, but Adam came in second. Okay, so then like, so these are already legendary judges, and they have their reputation. Yeah. So like, when you when you walk in, you're like, all right, Rand I hope Randy doesn't say that I'm pitchy dog. I hope oh, right. like Paul Paula doesn't say something crazy, and I hope uh, Simon doesn't just look at me with dead eyes and go, "You're despicable." Correct. Like th that this is, is those are all the concerns. Yeah. Um, it was really great. Like it was one of those experiences and I, I think I've said this before but it was like wrapped in a bow until the minute it took a complete 180 and out yeah. of nowhere in a shock turn I got eliminated. Mm -hmm. It was like I was like they showed three auditions in New York out of 18,000 one was mine. Every single day of Hollywood week you know sometimes people get a little screen time like one yeah. person here one person there. 
There were three rounds. You do like the first round where you get to just sing by yourself. They showed mine on that. Then you do a group round. They featured my group heavily and I was the lead singer of my group. Then on the third round, the last thing you do for Hollywood Week is you can play with your instrument and really like have the whole band and the lights. Whoa, and, the and you did that. And they showed my whole thing of that. What song did you sing? Oh, I hope you dance. I hope you dance. I hope you dance. And I play Damn. guitar. And I'm not a country person, so but I just did this fun thing. Is that Faith like, Hill? No, it's Leanne Womack. Leanne Womack. But I randomly just chose that because I was like, "That'll be fun," and I'll do like a little rockier version of it. Like I'll do a Cheryl Crowish version. Mm-hmm. They love that, they huh? They did. Crushed. But they just kept showing, and I was like, "Wow, this is incredible!" And then I made the top, and then I got instantly eliminated. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Is that like what? And that feeling? Are you stunned? Is it denial? Is it just like? It's over. All it's of done. those things. Yeah. Did it Simon say, hey, I hope you he, still continue to dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, no, the opposite. They just, it was almost like they just kept, Fuck. he was like making fun of me. He made fun of my outfit. What? He's like, what are you wearing? Oh, God. Why are you wearing? Like, that was his first note. He's like, before I even comment on your performance, what are you wearing? And just, it was like. But they also need those shots, don't they? Because they are producing a show. Like, I feel like at some point they're like, Simon, you weren't enough of a dick today, man. Like, totally. you got to lay out on and someone. maybe I suffered from that. Or maybe, also, I sang an upbeat song. And if I had to do it again, you got to sing a slow song. So you could show the fucking juice and your voice and you can riff and you can Get those belty be vibratos, right? Totally. I saying like little less conversation or something like Elvis but interestingly I gave them probably 12 other options and they didn't clear anything I gave them pink Aerosmith I gave them all that shit that's right in my wheelhouse right. yeah. and they wouldn't they didn't clear anything sort of like the, sort of like the smoky voice and uh-huh. yeah and then they tell you like oh no a little less conversation would be great last time it was on the show the person did awesome mm-hmm. and because song and, choice and is huge. Start, and you'll start yeah. the show. By the way, worst thing you could ever do is be up first. Ever. What was that? Because people, they have nothing to compare it to. If okay. I did my song fourth, I would have been better than the other three. Oh. But I was first and they so were like, like, what was right, that? That's all right. And the next three people went and they were okay, but it wasn't like that was, yeah, they you know what I mean? Yeah. So going first is the kiss of death. Okay. Doing an upbeat song is the kiss of death. But of course you don't know any of these things. <laughs> right. And again, I came in at a 10 instead of coming in at a five. Adam Lambert came in at a five. He wore normal clothes. He was chill. He didn't say much. He just sang his fucking balls off. And then he turned into Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And with the metal shoulders. And that was halfway platform, through the show, huh? Right. Yeah. Platform boots. So he got people. He grew into something. He allowed people to get used to him. I showed up and was like, my mom told me I was a star already. And everyone was like, wow, it's a lot. And I was like, you're not wrong. So. Yeah. Uh, did you, because um, uh, I always think about what I, I think everyone during that show thinks about, you have like five more minutes? I have so many more minutes. Okay, I just was seeing what was going on. Okay, great. Uh, probably five or ten. Cool. Yeah. Maybe ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you keep that stuff in when you ask questions like that, or do you edit it yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> okay, Great question. Because I've thought about that sometimes. Yeah, because you're just but like, like, so cash. Like at the beginning, you're like, okay, we're starting, and I was like, are you gonna keep that in? Yeah. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, I also might go to Green Bots. Anybody want to go? If I didn't have to drive to Hermosa, yes. What's in Hermosa? The Comedy, Comedy Magic. Magic? Proud yeah. of you. I never do it, and I always try to. And I know the guy who books it well, and I just, uh, it's so far, and I it's go so up, up here so much. But Long I love Beach that Laugh club. Factory. I just, yeah. Yeah, with the, about the what? Long Beach Laugh Factory. Going there after. So tonight's just a night of far. Right. <laughs> a night of far. <laughs> a, n- a night of things are not <laughs> that's, that's your album. <laughs> the tonight night is a night of far. <laughs> yeah. 
uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like an, the opening number for an upbeat musical. Tonight is the night. Oh, the night of fun. Yeah, Are we going to be close? No, we're not going to be close. We're going far, Tommy. <laughs> but where are we going? You're not actually specific. Far. I need to tell my mom Listen, where I'm going. We're wasting your time you being there. North or south? I, what should I put in my GPS? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, dude, do you have a compass? It's all dreams. Damn we're going it. on dreams. We'll eat dreams. We'll sleep dreams. Tommy, I have a garment. <laughs> you can't do cocaine while you drive. Kenzo! Now we're both Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two Tommies. Wait, I want to know though. What would uh, you sing, Brad? And I want to say what I would sing. And I want to say what. And I want to hear your idol. What you would. What? My redo? I already know my redo. redo, Yeah, well, what you would do now. Yeah, my redo. All right, Brad first. Oh, jeez. Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight. Yeah. I love how you said OGs to buy yourself some time (laughs) to be like, let me not make this obvious. Like, I think about it always, and I was thinking about it on my way over here. Yeah. Yeah. Great song choice, by the way. Yeah. Sweet song, kind of in my range. I could, uh, e- e- you catch Randy off guard too I bet he's a closeted Eagle Eye Cherry Either that or a lap dance Is always better When the stripper is crying One or the other One yeah. or the other <laughs> Wait what's What That's an actual song uh, By no. Eagle Eye Cherries No that is uh, The Bloodhound Gang nice. They sing a song called Oh they also have a song called Vagina Those guys are Yeah they're weird sorts of fun That's my, that's, that's my go to karaoke hit a, a lap dance is always better When the stripper is crying oh, <laughs> What That's a real song It's happening Yeah That's a real song Yeah People love it when you sing it huh Fuck yeah, yeah Cause yeah. It's, got, it's got jokes for days My that's... karaoke song is Heartbreaker But that's not what I would sing like. Killer <laughs> Yeah cause I think a lot of people Made that mistake being like like, what do I crush karaoke with? No, oh, time not, to show the world. Not the same thing, yep. <laughs> no. Um, What's if that were the case, my karaoke go-to, uh, What's Up by the Four Non Blondes, or um, um, I Love Me Some... Uh, you, can, uh, you can do that. Yeah. Wow. Or uh, Better Man by Pearl notice, Jam. Notice he just said, yeah, and then didn't do it. I know. He's not going to do it now. No, I know. I just felt like it would be dope if you just wanted to make it was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Have you it. played on guitar? I Pull up the chords. I can't. Great. <laughs> Rad pull up the chords. Chords of four non blondes. Yeah. Okay. I can do this. Um, let's see. So for Idol, I would sing the Family Matters theme song. Shut up. That well, actually would be dope. Yeah. I actually made a video um, where I superimposed myself. I watched a bunch of old DVDs of Paula, Randy, uh, Simon, and I videotaped on green screen myself auditioning for it with that song. I hate you. And spliced it in, <laughs> and a lot of people thought it was real. Uh, but not only was that a what, joke, but green yeah, oh my God. but I really would sing that song. I'd also sing something, maybe Casey and JoJo, um, maybe some Phil Collins Susu Studio, because I don't think anyone's done that in the history of the show. I love it. I've just never heard any Phil Collins. Also, then I maybe go old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it isn't. Maybe I, get some Raffy down by the bay. I have chords. I don't play guitar, so I don't know if that's good enough for you. Uh. Yeah, there it is. That's it. Oh, I need to X this little thing out. Oh, shit. Oops. There it is. There's a chord right there. Ah, there so All right. We can do this. Do you want it? Is that the right key for you? Yeah. Oh, let me check. Uh, yes. 
Also, just for the future, for any like of uh, the aspiring singers out there, the way to check if it's the right key for you is to go. Yeah, that is the way. Yeah, yeah. This is a comedy podcast, but also you know, you walk away being like, well, now I know how to warm up. That's how Darius Rucker does it from Hootie. So yeah, you know, you mean from country stardom solo? No, we go from Hootie here. We are we. This is this is a my Darius comes in in the form of Hootie. My Darius comes in the form of a rocker. Five. That's good. Years and my life is still trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. Ooh, I realized quickly when I knew I should that this world was made up of this brotherhood of man. Mm, for whatever that means. Here it goes. And so I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed just to get it all out. What's in my head? And I, I'm feeling a little peculiar. Take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs. What's going on? Oh, and I say, hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah. I say, hey, what's going on? One more chorus? Yes. Try. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, my look my falsetto is is uh, it has to have not had any sort of booze or pot on it for a good like two three weeks, and yeah. then I feel real confident in trying to go for any any sort of note, regardless of if I'm gonna hit it. You know, because <laughs> you gotta feel like your pipes are just ready I to go. Yeah, you do. No, that's. I could sing like. Wake up in the morning and I should Fuck. But I can Which go, is the best part of that song, though. You got, yeah, you, you have like a rock voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I. It's smoky, until, it's rough. Thanks. Until recently, I didn't even, like, I just was like, I don't have a falsetto. And I was like, oh, I just, I do. I just never used it. Yeah, I feel like musicals uh, are definitely in your future. I well, be more, the more and more exposure. I be oh, a yeah. Musical, please. I want to be in a Broadway musical. I'd like to put out into the universe. And it's out there, baby. Well, you can Hi. sing. We all know that. And we also know you can rap because you did drop the mic on TBS. Yes. I'm lucky. <laughs> was that dope? Dude. How many uh, well, cast members was pro. it? With? Oh, this is a no brainer. Got some actual talent versus some personal trainers. <laughs> Not real wrestlers. You just play them on TV, which is sad because we could totally pin you four with ease. It was so cute. Whoa. It just was really. Stop. No, that yeah, was fun. Yeah, you, you still Remember yours? Which we just did it. Oh, and it just it aired. It just happened. Yeah, I, I did mine like eight months ago. It still hasn't aired. <laughs> well, they, they timed, wait, they're waiting. No, they're waiting. Okay. No, they timed ours They'll with the release air, of Glow. Okay. By the way, watch Glow season two, June 29th. Yes. Friday. Yeah, available on Netflix. Okay. And uh, yeah, so you got you had to rap too. I love. Oh, God, I love music so much. I love rapping and I love singing. And when I get to do them in front of people, I feel happy because I do them by myself so much. And it's nice to feel like seen when you do certain things sometimes. Do you get to display those talents in season two in some fashion? I do. Whoa. I don't think it's a spoiler. spoiler yeah, I sing. I sing a little bit. Um, there's like, uh, without saying too much, there's like 
something music. It's not a musical episode by any means. But right. Something musical happens in one of the episodes. You're, you're still wrestling, so it, it, it makes sing. sense that you would have to maybe do that for a character thing or right. discover something totally. or like, oh, you're the singing villain or, or whatever. Right, right, right. So yeah, that makes sense that, that that something like that would go down. And it's you know they're really the writers of our show, Liz Flayhive and Carly Mensch. They're like. They see what we can do. Like, there's a girl on our show, Sunith Amani, and she's in, like, a ridiculous trio, lady comedy dance trio called the Cocoon Central Dance Team. What? And they're just I mean... the baddiest, hottest, weirdest. Three girls in New York, literally, they're in, like, a weird, like, they just do weird shit, and it's so funny and so weird, and they're in, like, these, it's insane. Anyway, they know Suni can dance. Yeah. So they wrote it into the show that that Arthi, her character dances. That's great. Why not utilize? Yeah. That you have like this. Use all the weapons. Mean at, right. You, and it also it makes the show look better because it makes her look better, and mm-hmm. that's how I feel. You know, I think they do that. Like they understand. I think they understand like my timing. Like when I steal Ruth's sh- Ruth's shoes, it's like. Well, you know, like, Steve Martin said you'll use everything mm. and that you've obtained through life. Yeah, yeah, it's that true. Is so interesting. I mean, Especially like now with like writing a lot, I'm like writing a lot more too now. Yeah, and it's like every story I forgot is flowing back to me, and I'm like, that'd be great for the, you know, that'd be great for this, and it's just like you do really you realize how much more vast your toolbox is too. Mm-hmm. I think when you're in a creative field because you're just you have you have to. If you, you could start a band, if you, if, if you can start a band called Vast Toolbox, that'd be great. Okay, I can't wait to listen to this podcast because I have to actually write down all the things that You've we said, said that would be like dope. Yeah. That would don't be dope, dope titles. There've been a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, my brain goes to Papa. My, no, my brain comes with Papa. What no, is my it? brain goes to Papa. Yeah. My brain goes to Papa. Because you said, "What's another Tom?" Yeah, uh, and then the "What's in your Jew?" Or no, what what's what Jew is in you? What Jew is in you? What's in your Jew? Gilbert. What's in your Jew? I've been here the whole time. You guys, I'm only, no. doing um, uh, ba, 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 I'm doing before I wanted to finish the idol story and like the the yeah. circle of that mm-hmm. is I'm finally doing music again, but I'm uh, the project is called Power Fox. So when you said if you could name a band, I thought you were yeah. be like, what were you going to call it? And I was going to be like, well, that's Whoa, actually happening right now. And you called it Power I Fox. I did call it Power. Wait, Fox. what is it? Um. I'll play it for you guys. Or maybe I can actually, you know what I could do? Send it to me and I can include it. Send it to you and include. Yeah. What is it? It's, the music is called Power Fox. It's not released yet. I'm releasing it in middle of July. Not like comedy tunes. No. Just real life. Music, like, like yo, pop stuff, rock, rock stuff. I would say it's like Paul Simon meets Brandy Carlisle. Dope. Okay. Meets... I don't Aretha know. It's, Franklin. It's, yeah, it's like, did um, you say who? Aretha Franklin. I thought you said Luther Frampton. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, not Luther anybody. Frampton. Uh, no, I like some deep cut shit. Yeah, that's yeah. nobody. He was big in 1991. <laughs> that's right. Which was a year that everyone <laughs> took weeks. off and was like, you yeah. know what? We're coming back in 94. Mm-hmm. Luther's like, it's 91. my time. Yeah. 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 Luther Trampon. What's his name? <laughs> what is you it? named him. <laughs> Frampton. And then, and then Trampon's cool too, though. How did you think of the name Fire or Power Fox? Sounds like a superhero. Uh, my one of my best friends and I were in a guitar ukulele duo. Uh, <laughs> That's unbelievable. Not guitar, guitar. Oh, she's a bad bitch. Her oh name's my. Jess Hudak, and she is singer songwriter, incredible. And so she can play piano and guitar. She do everything. Mm-hmm. But our our duo was she's on guitar, I'm on ukulele. I'm Power Fox. She's Pony Mane. And we used to do <laughs> covers. We used to follow whatever American Idol was doing, and mm-hmm. then do 
like do something like what they were doing and like do a cover or we would do mashups and stuff like that but then she moved to New York and had a baby and I've been doing this kind of stuff for the last couple of years but she just moved back to LA we're gonna get back into it and but what Power Fox lives so what happened is two separate projects is Power Fox and Ponymane check us out on YouTube I mean our videos yes. are, no our videos are so old you don't have to but they're very sweet and what's the song that we're gonna, but we're gonna play but then here? my solo project is Power Fox Power Fox okay. great and so and you, the it, song that you guys are gonna play yeah. is called Throw It In The Fire Throw It In The Fire do you wanna I mean in your best cheesy radio DJ voice do you want to introduce your song Throw It In The Fire yep go for it uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to incorporate the name of the show. Oh, yeah, oh okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm Jackie Joe. You're listening to About Last Night, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for a Power Fox singing "Throw It in the Fire." <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> that was very Sherio Terry. You should try. All right, yeah, Brad. You are the former radio DJ. I am a former radio <gasps> DJ. So there, so there we go. Well, then maybe you should go last, and Adam should go second. Okay, Adam, go for it, buddy. Throw, um, throw it in the fire. Throw it in the fire. By yeah, Power by Power Fox. Mm-hmm. Good morning. It's 64 degrees outside. We got Power Fox thrown in the fire. I love that it was. I love that it was unintelligible. Yeah. Well, sometimes I feel like when it's so early and I've done press and I literally am sitting there and the guy's like, "Okay, I'm just going to add him right And I'm just like, so not awake that I'm just like, dude, I caught three of those words you gotta slow mm -hmm. down also like you were just like sir I'm pretty sure there were no words and only inflections <laughs> yeah yeah he's like no, you're just hearing things he's like yeah yeah, yeah I've been doing this a long time what's everybody this is Brad Williams on the ones and the twos we got weather news traffic coming up in five, at five after the hour right now what did the fox say we're about to find out because this is Power Fox throwing <laughs> the fire right here on 106.7 the world famous K-Rock what yeah! does the fox say <laughs> what does the fox say I mean he had a joke to say up. That's a pro, you know what I'm saying? But guys, never forget how bad mine was. I feel like I was doing like a fucking. I was doing what's that Will Ferrell character goes? Oh, Harry Carey. Oh, yeah. That's what mine ended up. You were very like. Sherry O'Terry doing it. Yeah. I panicked. I was very 90s SNL on my mm -hmm. act out. I don't know why. Hey, but it worked, and uh, now people are gonna hear the song. They're gonna watch Glow. They're, uh, so they're Power Fox on Spotify. Yeah, they're, Brad, that they're was dance. That was mm -hmm. so pro radio because you <laughs> you had the uh, audacity and uh, awareness to go. I'm gonna like I can set this up with a joke and get and pop a little bit of funny in there. Yeah. Like, there's probably so many songs where they're like, "Share's coming up with you. Do, do you believe in love? I, do you believe in share? I know I do. Here we go. Stick around. <laughs> Weather's coming up in five. You know, like some sort of line. Because I was always already line. way more but excited like, to hear the song like, the way you did that. Yeah, a hundred percent. But also, I love that like the joke doesn't quite track, but it yeah. doesn't matter. But you get engaged because your brain starts activating. Like, wait, I have to put the pieces what together. What does the fox they say? Also, what is this? But you also Elvis speed up the. Come on. Yeah, you also speed up the joke or the line so quickly that people don't really have time to, no, laugh, to don't laugh for themselves. I don't care. I'm going. Joke, so they don't. <laughs> it was also like with the, yeah. with, with the very clear cadence of a joke. Yeah. So my it's brain a, was like. tricky with the cadence. Yeah, like I didn't get it, but I'm sure. It's <laughs> Other yeah. people laughed, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, so yeah. I should laugh at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go west, king of wishful thinking coming up. Uh, I got some wishful thinking. Yeah, divorce from my wife. Gagu, Brenda, shout out. Anyway, we're coming back with sports in five. I haven't heard from my kids in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to Power 
Fox. Watch Glow season two now available on, on Netflix. Uh, yeah, and 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 you're 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 gonna see Mark Marin in it. You're gonna see Allison Brie. You're gonna see you're gonna see women wrestling, but mostly you're gonna see a funny, entertaining show with amazing characters. And uh, and you've been so sweet on the podcast, but now we get to watch you play a villain. Yay! She well again spoiler she's less of an asshole season two she's she's still an asshole but it's yeah. for the greater good of the group where in season one she was an asshole for her mm. own uh betterment and her yeah, own yeah. like getting herself further yeah now she's sort of like how do i use my evil to get it to get all of us so it's very kim jong-uni <laughs> another my, show i would love favorite, to watch some of my favorite sushi is kim jong-uni <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, thanks, Jackie. Thanks for having me, this guys. So what fun. a delight! Yeah, I'm gonna stay here after this is done. <laughs> Kim, that's a very Kim Jong Un thing to say. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888 Surgery.